0: Welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture.
1: Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community.
0: On A quarter of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around god's word to advance christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community my name is ron young headmaster of providence academy and founder of the palatine institute and i'm noah tetzner
1: a curious student of classical education and
0: podcast producer through our conversations we look forward to sharing fellowship knowledge and practical wisdom for his glory here on a Court of Three Strands podcast.
1: Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to a Court of Three Strands. You know, this is our second to last episode in our second season, which is about truth and virtue. And today's topic is
0: fortitude. Fortitude. Yes. What exactly does that mean, Mr. Young? What is fortitude? Okay. So fortitude is a, um, one of our moral virtues we've been talking about. We talked about prudence. We talked about justice. Uh, fortitude is a kind of inner strength. So it's a virtue that, um, ensures firmness and difficulties and constancy in uh, the pursuit of the good. Um, in other words, when we talked about prudence as knowing the right thing to do and justice is actually doing that right thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, As we have obligations that we are to fulfill, you know, if you remember, if you audience, if you don't remember, go back and re-listen to those two episodes. Yeah. Um, But fortitude is that virtue that's going to allow you to do the right thing despite your fear and weakness, right? Despite your fear and weakness, So it it strengthens the resolve to resist temptations and overcome obstacles in the moral life. You know, so we have obligations, right? We mentioned that last time I was born into a family. Uh, I've got brothers and parents and cousins and you you name it. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, you can get kind of sick of your family. (laughs) (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. And uh, and you know, there's certain things and you, you do and you're a part of it. And you know, sometimes it just feels like it's messing your with your soul. <laughs> you're, right. You're just, you know, you don't feel like, oh, I can't I can't do this. I can't, you know, I, I can't go to my parents' house again to do this thing. And I, I know it's gonna cause a fight and a problem and da-da-da-da. Yeah. And what I really want to do is give up. I just want to give up. I don't feel strong. I don't feel like I have the constancy to honor my parents and do these things. Well, what you need is fortitude. You need that virtue. That's going to, you're going to do it because it's the right thing to do. It doesn't matter how weak you're feeling. It doesn't matter how scared you are of, you know, what if, what if this happens while I'm there? And, you know, it's, you know, if it's the right thing to do, you need to do it. Yeah. Right. You, you. If you're going to be a just or righteous person, um, you need to fulfill your obligations in doing that. And um, fortitude is that virtue that keeps you on that path mm-hmm. of doing that right thing that you know you ought to do, even if you you don't feel strong or even if you feel, you know, uh, scared. Yeah. Right? So often we at Providence Academy when we talk about virtue, we used to always use. Courage, you know, we talk right. about prudence, justice, courage, and temperance, and and we're we're changing that out to fortitude because it expresses more than just despite your fear. It's also this this idea of um, of weakness, right? Yeah, uh, for, fortis is the Latin word for strength, right? So this idea of a virtue of of, of this inner strength that both has to do with courage, um, but also this perseverance. So there's kind of three quasi inner parts to fortitude. Um, so when we talk about what the virtue of fortitude means uh, apart from just kind of courage, yeah, um, we also talk about it as the virtue of patience, right? So that's a state of forbearance or restraint in the face of, of, of delay yeah. or provocation uh, without being overwhelmed by annoyance or anger. Right. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> let's just be honest. This is one that Mr. Young needs to work on. <laughs> right. So I can be, you know, my wife will attest to this. Like, you know, I could be the most patient person. Yeah, you strike me as a patient man. I'm a very patient man. Like, you know, if working with a person, a troubled person or just an annoying person whatever, or whatever, or dealing with some sort of relationship or, or whatever, but then get me in a car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get me in a car. And, um, You know, someone pulls in front of me and is going slow. I lose patience very easily, right? Yeah. I I want right. I have the. I'm in in the face of this delay. I I'm getting upset. I'm anger's coming over me. Patience is that thing that allows me to not be overwhelmed by that. Take a deep breath. Yeah. I'm gonna be okay. It's not the end of the world if I'm a few minutes late. Although I hate that. I hate being late. You know. I I know some people talk about uh, Lombardi time, you know, everything's 15 <laughs> minutes before, if you don't, you're still show up 15 minutes uh, beforehand. Well, I, I grew up in a household where if you weren't five minutes early to everything, you were late. Right. And I grew up that way. And I've carried that into all my adulthood and everything. Like I, yeah. I get very anxious if we're going to not be early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not my worry about being late. It's my worry about not being early. I need to be early. <laughs> So this, this idea of this, of patience, this habit, right. That I, that I need to develop more in my life um, of just being patient, the able to, to, to be able to forbear something now forbear basically is this. So that jerk that cut me off on the, on the freeway, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I, I, I'm do something from him, right. (laughs) That he owes me this you know, this great inconvenience. Yeah. Thing, right. To forbear is to, to know that that's the case that, yeah, he, what he did was he wronged me Yeah, and to forbear it is, is to just let it go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to require, I'm not going to try to exact vengeance. I'm yeah. not going to do anything and I'm not going to let it upset my, me and my spirit. I'm just going to, I'm just going to forbear that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And And then it's also this idea of restraint. You know, I, even it's right there in my power to honk my horn and you know do whatever you know yeah. say give them the the, <laughs> the one finger wave you oh, know, yeah. whatever you know I'm not going to do that right yeah. I, I need to forbear I need to I need to take it easy I just it's going to be fine it's not worth blowing it and getting angry so patience is part of that of, yeah. of it um the, the second one is perseverance that's the will to see things through until the end. In spite of fear, in spite of obstacles, in spite, in spite of discouragement, and despite of opposition, right? Yeah. So perseverance, like this is the right thing to do. This is the path we're going on that we've chose, right? What, right. Whatever it is. And it's not going to be easy. Yeah. There are going to be difficult times. Things not, might not go well. And, and we need to keep doing it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. So persevering through the tough times, persevering through the difficulties, persevering through even opposition. Um, And and this is this is a big one in our day. Right. So, you know, yeah, Mr. Young needs help with patience. Uh, (laughs) Perseverance. um, You know, it it's it's interesting. I I can look back at my life and see how God has shaped me. Right. Right. Um, By going through things. Right. Uh, Counting count it a joy when you go through these yeah. troubles because God's going to make, get, give you perseverance through it. Right. Um, and, and what I, what I see is, is that, uh, in a lot of, in this generation, mm-hmm. um, perseverance is, uh, a very, very difficult concept. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's a very difficult concept. It, it is, uh, it is amazing to me how few people are willing to to be all in to do something even though they know that it would be a right and good thing to do it as soon as it becomes a hassle as soon as not I'm not even talking about opposition yeah, I'm just talking about just being inconvenient right, right. people people can't make commitments I mean right. it's just it's just crazy. look at how how rampant divorce is how how pe- many people quit uh, yeah. things, how many people expect that all sorts of good things are going to come without any real effort. Right. Or that they, they think that if there's an obstacle or, or um, a, 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 a bad things that happen or, a, you know, a setback, that somehow that's not normal. <laughs> and, the, and they and then they just they just give up because that just seems so hard. And the problem is is that man that's just what life is. Life is hard. I, mm. I don't know if I told you this or if you took this class with me, but in my in my leadership class, I I actually start off one of my lectures with um a reading from M Scott Peck's book, uh The, the Road Less Traveled. And it starts like this. Life is hard. <laughs> <laughs> and and once you understand that, you can transcend it, right? And yeah. it, and it's just And that idea that um, we think that life should be easy and that's a lie. Yeah. Right. The truth is, is that life is very difficult and it's very hard and there's going to be a lot of pain and suffering in it. People are going to die. People are going to get hurt. People are going to betray you. It's just difficult. It's very, very hard. Yeah. Okay. Since that's the given, (laughs) right, Mm -hmm. Um, we need to become the kind of people who can do the right thing despite all that. Yeah. So we have to develop perseverance. We have to develop fortitude. Right. We have to not only just be, not only be patient, we need to persevere. So, so one of the things we've talked about a little bit with these moral virtues and how, is the training and virtue, right? For, for young people. Yeah. You know, if you're a parent, how do you, how do you train this? Well, I'll tell you how you train it you have to make your kids do hard things yeah, and ignore their whining. Right. So parents out there, just, I just want to let you know something. Yeah. Parenting is hard. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. Start with that premise. It's not supposed to be easy. It is hard. What kind of parent do you need to become in order to be a good parent? Well, one who can have patience with their children and then one who can really help prepare their children for a hard life. So give them hard tasks and make them do it. Yeah. Uh, Don't rescue your children when something's hard. Don't answer them when they whine. Right. Yeah. Um, Teach your children to be grateful for everything, including hard things and how to appreciate hard work. Right. So, so this is going to sound really um, obvious. Obvious. And, and when I talk to parents about this, it, it always is obvious. Ready? Here it goes. Just think about all the things that you've, that you've worked hard for. Aren't those about the things that you are most happy about and most proud of? Like you, you worked really, really hard for this and you receive the reward of that hard work. And it is so satisfying. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And yet we're training New generations, not to have to work hard. Yeah. It's, it's like, we're, 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 we're making a problem for them. Right. So we, we at Providence Academy, for instance, we're pretty forward with, with our students and our families, it's academically rigorous and it's going to be hard and you're going to have to put in hard work and it's going to take time Yeah, and it's not going to go away and we're not going to inflate your grades. <laughs> you're, you're, you know what you, you know what I mean? right. and And part of it is is that we're training kids to learn to work hard and to love the results of their hard work. right? Okay. Imagine if you didn't have to work very hard and you got highly rewarded for not having to work. Are you going to be satisfied with what you got? D- does that make sense? Yeah, right. it's like backwards. Like yeah. participation trophies and ribbons are all. Like this is doing damage to people. Right. 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 Um, we, we need, my kids need to be able to put in an effort and get uh, beat and they need to know that their effort wasn't good enough. Yeah. And if I want to do better, I need to work harder. And because they've worked so hard at doing this when they are beat, they're not frustrated with themselves they admire the person who bet beat them. Okay. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Like, like what I put, you know, I played football. I played football through college. I was quite good at football. Like I was, yeah. I was captain of my football team in college and we were nationally ranked and we did well and I did well. And, and if someone, if a defensive lineman could beat me, uh, I, I didn't like go whine in the corner. <laughs> right. Right. I, tr- I tried to get, better. I try to figure out how I could beat them next time. I could, does that make sense? Yes. And I'll tell you what it did was that I admired the person who could beat me. Yeah. D- d- does that make sense? Yeah. It, it's like, uh, and you listen to, if you listen to a podcast of professional athletes, it's the same thing. They're not going to sit there and get a, a frustrated with their own talent or be mad at some other guy because they're better than them. It, yeah. It's, do you know what I mean? Because there's a, there's this even playing field and, and the results you get come from your work and some people are going to be more talented than you. And that's just a good, I mean, it's just part of life that, that, yeah. Am I making a little sense? No, That makes a lot of sense. So we need to, we need to be able to put our kids in positions in which it's going to require them to do hard work, to do well. And we have to insist that they keep doing the hard work And they, and that they persist in it. So one of the things that my, my wife and I have done is this, if we were to follow the common way of things, which is, um, you know, a a student, we, we should allow students to do what they want, right. Or to, or our kids to do what they want. Mm -hmm. They're only going to want the things they're familiar with and are okay at, or that they're good at. And they like doing it because they're good at it, you know, like video games and eating junk food. They're really good at that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so the reality is if they're going to try something new, um, th- cause they're not going to know if they like it or not, unless they try it. And if they try something that's new, it's going to be hard and they're not going to like it the first time they try it. So what we did with our, our, our uh, kids is we forced them to do things that they didn't want to do. Yeah. Like, you know, play a sport like, okay, you're going to play, you guys are going to play basketball. And you might not like it, but that's okay. You just have to do it for two years at the end of two years, two seasons, you can make the decision whether you want to go on or not, but yeah. we're going to make you do it. And we're going to make you do it for two years. And this is like middle school, right? So they're coming in middle school, seventh grader, or, or maybe even earlier, right. Mm-hmm. Or football or whatever sport it was, or activity or Taekwondo, you name it two years. Cause the first year you're, you're not going to be good at it because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. By the end of that season, you kind of know what you're doing so the next year you're you you have a full year of you know it you know what you're doing yeah. and you can put your best effort into it and at the end of the year now you can actually judge whether you like it or not and i will say almost everything that we forced our kids to do for 2 years they did more than 2 years because yeah. they liked they ended up liking it some things they love, some things they didn't. And they eventually they get they
1: well, they get, like the reward, right?
0: They like the reward of the hard work, they like the camaraderie, the team. Right. Right. Yeah. So we forced them to do things they didn't want to do. But we always had like this time limit, right? Yeah. With sports, it was always two years. You we're gonna try this out two years, and then you can make a decision. Some things it would be one year or you know, we're gonna try this for a month, that type of thing. Uh, sports, we wanted them to get a real, you know, fair shake at it. But it's it's the idea if you're not allowed to quit. Yeah, right <laughs> This, I mean, that was even a mantra in our house. Like, we're, you're young, youngs don't quit. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right. So if you've given a commitment of this season, now you can you can uh, fulfill your commitment and not sign up for the next year. That's not quitting. You have fulfilled your obligation. But in the middle of the season, you're not quitting. Yeah. Right. Um, so even like, uh, when you talk about juggling grades and, and you know, things like that, okay, well, there's all these other things that you want to do. You're not going to do those yeah, because you have a commitment. You have to get your good grades and you have to play on the team because you committed to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then once that's done, you, you, you can be done. Yeah. But you're not going to quit. We're not going to quit. So, so that's, that's the idea of, of of uh, perseverance. The third one, and you'll like this one, and we kind of touched on it, is uh, magnanimity. So it's the virtue of being great of mind and heart, and it really encompasses, um, uh, you know, like usually like a um, a refusal to be petty. Sure. Right. So, like in football, if I knock some guy on the ground, I'm not going to taunt them. <laughs> right. That doesn't show a strong person, a you know someone with the virtue of fortitude. That's a that's petty, right? right. I'm going to knock him down. I'm going to reach out my hand. I'm going to pick him up, right? Um, so I'm not going to be petty. Uh, I'm. It's a willingness to face danger um, and actions for noble purposes. It's it's like um, being able to do things beyond myself or not just for myself. It's this this so. Um, good sportsmanship um going above and beyond um those types of things uh yeah. noble action like you know hey there's there's this uh um this problem that needs to be addressed yeah i'll do it right i'll go do, i'll do it cuz it, it, it there there's this kind of strength that a person has that would be willing to go face the difficulties or the dangers. Yeah. Right? I think in a previous episode, we talked about the the twin towers falling and the, and that the feminist who was there and as she was running away, all of a sudden she noticed all these men running towards the flames running yeah, towards right. the towers. Right. right. And that, and that just was really weird and it got her rethinking her own ideas. Right. Yeah. But there's this, this mag- magnanimity has this idea of like, um, because of who I am, right. I've, right. who I've become, um, I ha- I can go face that challenge and I'm willing to do it. Yeah. Right. So that's the idea of fortitude. The, those three, you know, it, the strength and courage, um, that that's kind of marked by patience, by perseverance and by this magnanimity.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Mr. Young, let's talk about fortitude's battle with integrity.
0: Yeah, I know. This is a weird thing. And I, I'm just <laughs> gonna say in advance. So when when i have been thinking about these virtues and and this this uh why is it that there are so many you could I can meet people that have what I would say courage, for instance, um, or or a real kind of perseverance, but it's not for good. Sure. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? And uh so it's not really that type of strength isn't really virtuous. Yeah, it's it's vice. And and so I had this idea and um, I presented it at a meeting one time and and people were intrigued. And and so by this, I'm saying this. Right. So integrity uh, comes from a Latin adjective and integer, which means whole. Right. So um, it also can mean morally upright. Mm. Uh, It could mean like undivided. You know, that's kind of what integrity means. So human beings tend to seek a type of integrity that is, um, but it's often in the wrong sense. So we, we tend to hold on to a sense of self, but not in relationship to truth, yeah. but with stasis. That is like how we are. Okay. All right. Now, now I want you to, cause this is important for how we are right now in, you know, the year of our Lord 2020. Okay. Um, to do or accomplish something hard or to pursue a task over a long period of time takes a it it takes a toll on oneself. In other words, you're not going to be the same, right? If if you're doing this thing, you are going to change. There's going to be failure and letdown, and in the integrity that seeks stasis, that is to not fail or to not change. Um, that that that. Desire yeah. will make people go into fight or flight. In other words, um, if there's this particular task that's before me, I might want to not do it because I I'm afraid of what it's going to do to me. I'm going to become different. Okay. And I'm fighting it. Yeah. I want to stay the same. I'm going to feel I, my identity is at stake. Right. I, yeah. I don't want to change. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so, so the, the problem is, is that right now in America, and again, the year 2022, we are trying to tell people that, that who they really are, right. That, that, you know, their desire, except how I me mean, how I am. This is the king or queen of the person. Yeah. Right. Right. So if I find my identity as this kind of person, as this particular type of person, they're going to fight any kind of resistance to change. And if we're really going to work hard towards a task or we're going to be called into something, whether it's studying or learning something new, that's going to change them. It's going to affect their sense of self. And so what we need to do, I'm saying here is, is that we need to, um, we need to have the center not be the self, but the center being truth. In other words, the pursuit that we should be following is not the pursuit of me staying myself. Sure. The pursuit always should be towards truth, right? The truth should be the basis for our integrity. It's inevitable that we will see our, um, because it's it's inevitable we'll see our shortcomings um, when we pursue truth. Uh, This means that stasis is impossible if we're pursuing truth to have integrity when we, when it's in relationship to truth, then we must change. Right. Right. Uh, We must grow. Right. Right. So what I've noticed is in teaching, I'll see kids who are struggling with their identity. In other words, how people perceive them, how they perceive themselves. Yeah. And what they're going to do is, do everything, their, their fortitude, their strength is being used in preventing change and it, and it's to their own detriment. Yeah. Does that that make sense? So we want, we want the idea is, is to pursue truth, which is going to change us into something that's better. That's good rather than a sense of fortitude. That's just going to try to make me my keep me being the same. Sure. And that's the battle, I think. So middle school students, um, they love to, they love the attention they get as a goof off. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But if they, if they pursue truth, then they're not going to be the same anymore. And that to be, could be scary to them. Right. I mean, we've talked about people that were in yeah. at Providence, right. Right. Who struggled with that. Yeah. And it, and it was like, as long as they were here, they were having a hard time changing. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, maybe another setting, right. Right. You'll see, you'll see some people who the, this is a struggle for in high school. And then they, as soon as they get off to college and they're away from, I, I think it's the pressure and the way other people perceive them. Yeah. It, it allows them to pursue truth. Finally. I don't, I don't know, but it's an interesting thing. Yeah. The, The hard part is, how do we as a school or how do we as a family or how do we as a church be the kind of place that is trying to pursue truth and that our children or our members all are doing that same thing so that it allows us to change. Right. I think one is, is that, um, just being conscious of that. Right. So if, if for instance, I had a, I had a girl in my youth group, um, and she was, uh, she was, she had a growth spurt early on. And so she was kind of clumsy and okay. And she, she had blonde hair, (laughs) right? Okay. So people began to expect her to be clumsy and, uh, and it went with this persona of being, you know, kind of whatever, dumb blonde or something like that, you know, just stupid. Yeah. But I would see, I would go on to, when she was in high school, I'd go to to campus to Zouza high school and um she's she's smart people follow her she mm. does that make sense mm-hmm. she's a, she's completely different at the high school than she was at youth group and so that's one of the questions i asked her one time is like who's the real you know who's yeah. the real person yeah the the one i see at azusa the one here at, at church and she says the one at high school because at high school she was allowed to to grow and develop and right the persona that yeah. she, she showed at church was the one that everyone expected. Right. And it was just really, really hard for her to get out. Mm. And so, so I, I tried everything in my power. Like we, I'm going to, I'm going to make it obvious that I'm treating her in a different way yeah. and putting her in positions that she can show leadership and should, and so that people see her for who she really is. Does that, does that make that sense? That makes sense. But there's a lot of people that that's self-imposed. Because they they don't want the expected. they don't want to grow anyhow yeah um, so we need to follow that when we've experienced the grace of God we can know that even if we feel undone yeah right that that's the word um, Isaiah the prophet when he saw God you know and that scene in Isaiah six where he sees the Lord lifted up he says woe is me I'm undone right yeah because um, when you see God you're you're going to see yourself in comparison as to how you really are. Yeah. You know, you might think you're a decent person, but you see God and you realize how evil you are, right. how, how corrupt I am, how, how wicked my soul is. I mean, just, yeah. that makes sense. And Isaiah says, Woe to me, for I'm, I'm undone. And the grace of God is a good thing because even if we feel undone by truth, we know God has accepted us already, He's forgiven us, and He's working in and through us. So while we're, when we're pursuing truth, we have to rely on his grace and, and we need to grow in this inner strength uh, that we called fortitude Yeah, um, based upon that understanding of God's grace. And then as institutions like our school, like your church, like our home, and that hey, please, I want to say this as parents, we have to expect and allow for growth of our children they need to feel grace so yeah. they need to have that freedom to be able to f- try and fail to work hard and fail yeah to be to change and 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 we can't continue to put upon them um you know what what they were you know it and this is the hard thing right no you might cuz you're young you might even still remember this right mm. so you know i'm 55 you know a one whole year is like a 55th of my life. Right. So that's it's not very long now. It's very short. Right. But you know, when you're like 16, one year is a long time. That's <laughs> right. one 16th of your entire life. Right. You know, and since you don't really remember the first five years or something like that, yeah. then you're looking at like, that is a long time. Yeah. So I remembered as a teenager and you probably might remember this is like, you can change very rapidly. Yeah. Like I used to be like that, but I'm not anymore. And your parents look at you like, well, that's only like been a month. Right. Right. Right?" But a month is a long time to a 16 year old. Yeah. A month is not a long time for a parent. Right. So a lot of times you have this clash where a child's going to insist that they're different and a parent who's going to go, I don't believe you. Right. <laughs> it's because it's only been a month. Yeah. and And what I'm, what I guess I'm encouraging the audience here is, is within our homes, within our, within our churches, within our institutions, Um, we, we want to encourage change. We want to encourage growth, this inner fortitude, which is going to help our kids our our even us to take on these tasks, these monumental things. Yeah. And that we are going to change. And, and what our, our kids and our, our environment needs to be is one of grace, right? That you can try and fail. And just because you failed this one time, doesn't mean you're forever in this mold of a failure yeah, or as a goof off yeah, or as an irresponsible person, right? Continue to expect the good, good out of your children, expect the good out of your spouse, expect the good out of yourself, knowing that you might fail mm. and that growth just takes time, right? We, we have to become, if we, as Christians do not become more fortitudinous, I don't even know how to say that, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. If we don't grow in this virtue, man, we're in, we're in big trouble, yeah. right? Our, our world isn't going that well. I don't know if you noticed that. Right. Um, yeah. And, it, and it's going to take us as Christians, as those who are called by God uh, to stand in gaps, to create new culture, to build things. We need perseverance. If we're going to have perseverance within us, within our church body, within our families, within our schools, we have to, have to, have to pursue truth and have to be gracious. Gracious.